This episode is brought to you by Push Messaging God's Urban Airship. They can be found at urbanairship.com and by ThinkNear. Their location score platform delivers the most accurate location targeting available on mobile. Visit them at locationscore.com. Now, on to the show. everybody and welcome to untethered.tv i'm your host and founder rob woodbridge here to bring you a great story unique story a coaching story if you will i've got uh, jordan flegel who is the ceo and founder of a company oh my god it's called coach up that's the name of the company isn't it it's called coach up that's right it's a coach Coach up it is a service that connects athletes with private coaches. I uh, am fascinated by this because there are a number of these uh, services out there that, that actually help entrepreneurs find not only investors, but mentors as well. There's a company uh, called Clarity.fm done by Dan Martell that takes experts out in the field and allows you to entrepreneurs and people who have questions to connect with them directly for a fee basis to get your questions answered. So this is a trend that we're seeing. And... We're bringing Jordan here to talk about what he's doing with CoachUp. So uh, live from Boston, man, welcome, Jordan. Thanks for doing this. Wow, what an intro. Thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. It goes downhill from here. That's the best it gets. If you're going to do anything right now, turn off. Just say thank you very much and turn off the show. Thanks, Rob. It's been great. It's been great. Yes, the answer is yes. Uh, So welcome, man. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, I think you, uh, you, you hit it. It's really interesting to see how all these different marketplaces and services uh, have been created over the past several to 10 years around all sorts of different industries that are sort of vertical specific and solving problems that are unique to those industries. So yeah, for me, it's coaching. I, I was a basketball player. I had a private coach who changed my life, helped me play in college, helped me play professionally. I later became a coach. I've been coaching kids in basketball for almost a decade now. And I started Coach Up to help every athlete across the country find someone to work with, train with, to reach the next level, and to help all the former athletes, former collegiate professional players to make a living doing what they love. It's so it's so interesting to me because I you know I I don't I don't follow the NBA. Maybe I did earlier on in my life. I'm a baseball guy, big baseball guy. Um, but uh, I suck at baseball. I was never good at it until my 30s, right? When I decided that I would take it up again. And, and um, my very last at bat was the most frustrating. It was like the championship game with my league. It was a big league in Canada here, not pro at all. But we were facing a prospect from the Dodgers. He was on the mound and he could throw a good clip, like something that I, I could never hit. My cars at that time didn't drive that fast as, as quickly as he was throwing a fastball. <laughs> And I struck out after a 13-pitch at bat on a lame curve that I watched go right down the middle of the plate with a tying run on second base in the last game. And then they won. They won 6-5. That was my last at bat. Can you imagine? That was seven years ago. Oh, it's brutal. No coaching and no therapy can help me here, Jordan. I tell you that. Um, So you, uh, did you suck at at basketball? I read your bio. You you weren't very good. Oh, I, I Oh, I totally sucked. I was, uh, so as a freshman uh, in high school, I was on the freshman team, and I was the typical, I was the only white guy in the whole program. I was that typical tall white kid who is tall but really can't play. It's so you got there because of your, your height? Is that, I did the same but, thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I played yeah, because right. I was tall. Yeah, right, right, right. So, you know, I was 14, I didn't know how to play, but I love basketball. And 
one of the camp counselors I worked with suggested that I, you know, work with work with him. Uh, he's just a, you know, coach one of my teams over the summer, and he became my private coach. I didn't know what private coaching was. I didn't know that you could do one-on-one training with someone who's played or coached at a very high level. I didn't know that anyone would care to help me, uh, and that happened. And and now through Coach Up, that story is happening hundreds of times every day all across the country, and everything from basketball, soccer, football to dance and yoga and fitness. Um, it's it's a really beautiful thing. So you formed this, out, uh, you know, as a result of your your playing career and your experience that you had being coached in the sport that you love. Uh, so, you know, what was it that you saw in the marketplace? How did you decide that this was something that you you wanted to do? And then we're going to talk about how you did it. But, you know, where did this all start? Well, you know, it's interesting. This is a this is a mobile show, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, well, think about the problem. So you have athletes and their parents who, you know, there's like. 30 to 40 million kids in the U.S. who play a sport competitively. And then there's a, a lot more athletes who are adults who are still looking to train or lose weight or run a marathon or learn how to play golf or tennis, whatever it might be. There's, Americans are very active into sports and, um, and are really into training and, and competing. Um, but where do you go for help and where do you find people who can help you? And, and the core premise of it is that private coaching one-on-one or in small group training really works. And like doing something over the computer screen or reading a book or watching a training video is nice. But there's a difference between that and it's 7 a.m. and you're, you're doing one-on-one and you're doing drills and t- focused technique work with someone who really knows what they're talking about and is showing you what to do physically. And so that core is like, this is real. It really works. It's what all the best athletes in the world, they all have someone they're training with in the offseason, all of them. And so how do we make this affordable and accessible to everyone? And it's a very mobile solution, right? Because you have coaches who are conducting training sessions on fields, on courts, on gyms, at gyms around the country. It's mobile. Mm-hmm. And they manage their business from their smartphone. But there was no app. There was no solution to collect waiver of liability forms. They had no insurance. They couldn't process payments. As a coach myself, I tried to figure out all the time, how do I, does, does this client have eight sessions or 10 sessions? Do they have two more to go or three more to go? And what was his sister's name again? And what did we do last session? I couldn't track any of that. And I couldn't send feedback and I couldn't gather reviews, right? Couldn't gather reviews from my clients. I had no website. <laughs> so, and these are all the funny things because these are solvable problems. And I'm also very competitive. I'm a coach. I think I'm the best coach in the world. But there was no ranking system. There was no coach score that I had that showed I was a good coach. I had no leaderboard that said I'm one of the best basketball coaches in the country. And I wanted that. So I thought there's got to be a better way. And uh, there's Coach Up. And here's Coach Up. You know, it's fascinating because I always think about those early days, like the college years, as you said. Like, whatever happened to those guys? You know, the 99.9% of the players that are in college around the United States, even up here in Canada, that their last game in college is their last game that they'll ever play. They don't go on to the right. NBA or professional leagues. I was, what happens to those guys? They're on Coach Up. They're on Coach Up. <laughs> no, seriously, they're on Coach Up. That's where they go. Uh, that's where they go. We have over 75 former NBA, WNBA players on Coach Up. We have major league soccer players, current major league soccer players on just about every single major league soccer team. That's not even to speak of the former players. When you think about professional sports, uh, these guys and women, and it's especially bad, unfortunately so, for women, they don't make a lot of money. Right. I mean, for every Tom Brady or Kobe Bryant who's making a lot of money, I mean, there's 99 who aren't and are out. The average NFL career is like two, three years. Yeah. 
you know, and then what do you do the rest of your life? All you've done in your life is learn how to play that sport and you've mastered it to a detailed level, but you don't know how to monetize that skill set. You're not a business person. You're not necessarily a marketing or technology person, but you can coach and you want to coach and you view it as paying it forward. You couch it in terms of paying it forward to the next generation. You, you love doing it. You're passionate about it. Uh, and same is true, by the way, for school coaches and college coaches. I mean, the vast majority of the men are not making a lot of money. And, but they have access to a facility. They have a brand and a reputation in that in that town or in that city. They should totally be monetizing who they are for $50, $60, $70 an hour. There's so many kids and athletes in the area who would love to train with them, but we, they don't know how to connect. So there, I mean, it's, it kind of it feels like a simple thing in hindsight to look back at it. But it, and, and the only reason I saw it was because I lived it. I really lived it and I'm passionate about it. You know, I don't. Is there a preconceived notion of athletes that they don't have the intelligence to do this kind of stuff on their own? I don't believe that because I hear some of the, you know, I look at, my, you know, my favorite athlete on the planet. First, when I was growing up was Gary Carter. Second, growing, you know, growing, my second phase of growing up was Derek Jeter, right? So these guys are intelligent, highly intelligent, highly articulate athletes who have gone on right. to great careers post, uh, well, we'll see what Jeter does, but I'm going to assume he's going to do great things post his career. Uh, but it is you know is one of the stumbling blocks that they don't have the expertise to be able to do this. They just don't know what the technology can do. Well, you know, even if they knew how to do, it, even if they knew how to code, yeah, it's not efficient to make your, your no. own website. It's not market. You figure out SEM and SEO and social yeah. media and integration and it's how not you their area of expertise. It doesn't make sense. Well, even if you could, the financial it doesn't make sense to do all that work to yeah. make five, ten, twenty, forty thousand dollars from your business. In a year, it's just, you know, and you're not going to, we've poured millions of dollars into our tech solutions. So you're not, you're not just not going to do that for your own business. Um, but through CoachUp, you get access to all of that through us. And well, by the well way, answered. Uh, billions of clients. Uh, well answered. Yeah. I think I just asked if uh, in a, just a general uh, swath, uh, are, are athletes dumb? And I you just <laughs> avoided that. Uh, I don't know. Well, let me, let me, let me not, not avoid. I don't want to be like a politician. No, 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 no. I was, the way I asked the asked, question was like that. Oh, well, let me hop right in. You know, it's, it's a huge misconception. You know, it's yeah. funny. I, uh, so I played basketball at Bowdoin College. Uh, Bowdoin was a top, I don't know, five college in the country. And it's funny. My senior, I was like the captain of the basketball team. I was just like jock. And I'm sure everyone thought I was just there because I could, you know, I was tall and I could just shoot the basket. And uh, my senior year, I won the award for the best government and legal studies student in the entire college. And that was the biggest major in the college. And I remember I got the award and people were like, what the f who is that guy? You? Dumb guy? Yeah. Yeah. What? Come on. And, and that, um, not to toot my own horn, but uh, athletes, I mean, the leadership skills that athletes right. develop, they're street smarts, they're people smarts, their understanding of teams and teamwork, and their ability to react. I mean, there's so many different types of intelligence. But athletes, uh, similar, I think, to soldiers, and quick, in, quick instincts, quick reactions, protective, team-oriented, uh, being able to make decisions on the fly, critical thinking skills. People don't realize how intelligent athletes are because maybe they don't word it in sort of ways that we're used to in the business world. Uh, but we've hired a lot of athletes coach up. And, um, you know, I, so, no, athletes, athletes are definitely not. Now, there, I'm sure there are some exceptions. Well, I, I, don't I mean, yeah, we've got a bunch up here in Canada that I, I, I can absolutely say, but I think about like guys like Donovan Bailey, who was a, you know, the uh, world record holder in the 100 meter sprint gold medalist for Canada. I think it was 92 or 96 or 2000, uh, summer Olympics, somewhere in there. Um, 
And, and I compare him to somebody like Ben Johnson, who was not the smartest guy on the planet, got caught, you know, basically with uh, horse tranquilizers in his body uh, he, while he was injecting steroids after the Olympics. Right. But uh, so there's a balance there. But I think of also guys like Wayne Gretzky, and I think of guys, hockey players up here that have all their teeth and can score, uh, you know, 50 goals and and um, net 100 mm. points. So, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't mean to put, broadly put that. And I, I played sports all my life, and uh, well. I'm I'm dumb, so I just I just lumped them behind me. So well, let me actually, Rob, yeah, just on I, that point, yeah. one more one more point on that because I think it's interesting. You know, I think oftentimes for especially for boys when they're young, yeah. And this was my way. I, I didn't care about school. I like loved basketball. I loved football, and that's and my private coach, who was a former college athlete, was able to reach me in a real way about being a student athlete, about wanting to go to college, about wanting to play in college. And that was a way that my teachers or my tutor or even my parents could not reach me because he was able to come through basketball and connect with me on that level. And it was through workouts that I gained confidence. I gained a belief in myself that through repetition and through hard work, I could. And that spilled over into my academic career and, and to, into my business uh, life as well later on. So um, anyway, uh, just, just thought I'd bring it up. that it, you know, We should stop now. Have... Jordan, I swear to God, we should stop now. This is the great interview. 12 minutes in, we'll just stop. Because <laughs> I'm going to ruin it now. Because I'm. Really. <laughs> now, that's a very, very important story. Uh, you know, it's the same thing as that. Uh, you know, I see kids out there that are driving, and they think that you know, at six and seven years old, they're driving for a, a specific pur purpose, but it's their parents' purpose that they're driving for at this point. And and I was the same way. I followed baseball to a T. I would stay up, and I would gladly. I mean, I went to even early in my work career. I was so bad that I would go uh, to a conference somewhere. And then instead of going to the conference, I would go see the Expos play the Royals, right? For a doubleheader, right? <laughs> so <laughs> we've, all made, we've all made these decisions. But I love the fact that this coaching is not just about uh, the support that you need in order to be able to master an art, as in learning your sport. It's also about mastering the confidence that you need in order to be able to get out there and do the things that you are put on this earth to do, right? And fascinating. Amen. I love that. Well, I mean, your business model, you've got all of these athletes, okay? You've got all these uh, pro athletes, you've got uh, retired athletes, you've got ex-college athletes, male, female athletes, big names, you've got some great people on your board. you got Gabe Kapler, who I remember played baseball. Um, so you've got all of these people that, that, are, that are, are coaches and involved. How, how is it that you've been able to attract these people? While you ponder the question and Jordan's answer, let me show you how I keep these episodes rolling even when I'm just a little bit sick. It is time to talk to you about our sponsor, Thinknear. I guess I could tell you what they do, but I like to put people on the spot. So I asked a bunch of Thinknear employees what their company does. My name is Lauren Hilberg, and I am the president and general manager of Thinknear. I'm John Hennigan. I'm the VP of software engineering for Thinknear. Lucas Dickey is my name, and I am vice president of product at Thinknear. Brett Cohn. I am the VP of Marketing for Thinknear. Thinknear is a location-based advertising network. Um, I was described as being, you know, location-based advertising, so hitting the right user um, at the right place with the right message. So Thinknear is a technology platform that focuses on mobile advertising. We specialize in delivering advertising solutions uh, for our customers that focus on location. We provide our clients and customers a great opportunity to get their advertising directly to the individuals who are most likely to act on it, primarily based on where they are at the time they receive the advertising. At our core, what we're trying to do is connect brands and agencies with mobile consumers 
on their phones. Not so bad. But how about you give it to us in plain English? So with my wife and her friends who don't really get into the, the how the sausage is made, I'm like, you know, when you get the message, it seems to be um, exactly what you, you are near or whatever it seems to suggest to you that hey, you should be doing this thing or taking advantage of this thing because it's nearby. That's us. Um, I say, you know, they'll go, that seems a little creepy. And I'll say, well, you're also more likely to engage with the thing that resonates with you too, right? And they go, yeah, that's true. So I think, you know, there's the market catching up to the creepy factor, um, but also making sure that the message, you know, resonates with them. And if it doesn't, then they're, you know, it's not going to get their attention. So that's what we do. And now you know how the Think Near sausage gets made. And now we get back to Jordan's answer and I go back to bed. Wow, jeez, uh, you know, I, I think it's the kind of thing, it's actually a lot like a private coaching session. Uh, you start with the core, you yeah. start with the base, yeah. you break it all down and, and you build up slowly from a strong base. And I think when starting a company and building a company, and this I speak from experience of, of doing this one time, right, this is my first company, but you start by bringing on a great co-founder, in my case, co-founders, um, Arian Radman, Gabe Durazo, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you go from there, and you get that core solid, and it leads to great angel investors like your friend Ty Danko and others, Gabe Kapler early on, and so many others who've been helpful. And through having a good team and having a little bit of money and having a decent idea, you uh, get some traction, and that traction builds, and you get more investors, and you get more team, and you get more traction, and it becomes a snowball. So, in looking back, you say, "Oh my God, how did we, in you know, a year and a half or two years or whatever it's been, you know, how did we get from there to here?" And it's just kind of well, we had one session and another session, and we worked on our things in between sessions, and and it became ingrained, and you know, oh my God, I'm a pro player now, right? So it's it just happens that way. Have you, how, how have you been as a, a student of all of these great people that have been around you, the investors, the business mentors, they, they've been coaching you. I mean, what, what, mm. what's the kind of change that you've seen in, in the last couple of years in you as a first time entrepreneur, first time business owner, uh, you know, talk, have you noticed that difference in the last couple of years, confidence and ability and agility? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. It's uh, humbling, really. I think I'm more humble. I think, um, and this is, again, this way. It's tough. Uh, it's, an, it's an ex-pro athlete, right? It's, it's very <laughs> difficult to be humble. Well, no, in, um, you know, I think, and again, I'll tie it back to sports because I remember, you know, uh, feeling by the end of my high school career, like, wow, I'm like great basketball player. And I got to college and I was on the bench my freshman year. And then at the end of college, I was the, you know, MVP of the team and star player in the it was Division Three, tiny league, but I was like, wow, you know, I'm really, and I got overseas the next year, and I was the, like, last guy on the team all over, and I was carrying the bags and the flights and everything, and, you know, so there's always a next level to get to, and our, actually our mission at Coach Up is to help athletes reach the next level in sports and life, and our tagline is another level. We've trademarked that. Nice. Uh, and uh, the same is true in, in business. So you, you start off feeling all kind of, like, I'm going to beat the world down and I'm just the greatest thing ever and nothing's getting in my way. And you don't really know, but you feel confident about your ability or the idea or whatever. And you get into it and you just realize, you start to slowly realize how much you don't know. And, um, and you have to make a decision like, do I want to just 
you know, power through this or do I want to really open up and, and learn and grow and recognize that I personally have so much room to. And, you know, the other hardest thing is, uh, unlike having a private coach, just one coach, um, a coach up, you know, you have a board, you have, I have over 20 investors. Um, I have 24 full-time employees who are all brilliant and have incredible ideas. I've got almost 13,000 coaches now who, and I make myself very, very available. They can call me or email me whenever they like. And they all have good ideas. And uh, over hundreds of, hundreds of thousands of athletes now, right? So there's, and they all have parents or are parents and they're very opinionated. So there's a lot of people in America who have ideas about Coach Up and uh, I talk to them all day and all night. And so now then the hardest part, once you accept that you don't know everything or, or most things, is how do you tune out things and focus on a few things and that's the area where I've had to improve the most and have the most uh, room left to go is just taking it all in and focusing and uh, you know turning stuff out tuning stuff out and 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 driving results it's a great story yeah basic you you have to listen to all those voices um, it's fascinating the transition that you go through as a as a founder and as a CEO and a leader of your company and 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 the face of the company where, where um, you know, as you describe it, a couple of years ago, maybe there's a little bit of hubris, right? Uh, this is the greatest thing ever. And then um, slowly but surely, it, it chips away to a, a, a calm mainstay where you're very centered. You understand who you are. You understand what you, the mission is. You understand how, to, how, how you're growing as a leader and as a communicator. I mean, th those lessons, I think, are echoed everywhere. In, in, in my 20s, in my 30s, when I ran companies, um, it, nothing would get in my way people, things, obstacles, I would just put my head down and I would I would bludgeon it, right? I would just like, you know, my head could be bleeding at the end of this from running headlong into a concrete wall, but I would get through the damn thing. And then you learn from your coaches and your mentors that there's ways to scale the wall, go around the wall, open the door that you see in front of you, right? Or get exposed to the door that's in front of you. And you you get a little bit more centered as a human and you, you're you a little bit calmer as you go through it. So th that transition is fascinating looking back, and I'm sure you do it, you know, the aggression that you were maybe as a basketball player and maybe you brought that into this business, the aggression I had as a business guy who wanted to succeed you know what? I'm I'm much more uh, at ease with things right now, and I can I can find other ways to get around them, and I'm sure you've gone mm. through that as well. Uh, no, it's it's a great point, Rob, and I think the best analogy, and it really strikes me what you just said. Uh, the best analogy that I can think of is actually a boxer. Uh, I've been taking boxing lessons. I notice I'm trying to tie everything back to Coachup. Yes, here. but I'm taking uh, boxing training through Coachup now. Very cool. And uh, I've done like 35 sessions with my coach, and. You know, if you are put into a fight in a ring uh, and you don't know what you're doing, everyone is afraid, right? Everyone has fear. And when you get in there, the first natural instinct is like, I'm just going to run like crazy. I'm going to like knock this guy out or I don't know, I'm going to try to escape from the ring. And you have to ground that and settle that. And in boxing, it's all about not being clenched up because that takes up energy. Yeah. You have to be calm. You have to be relaxed. You have to keep your fists open until you strike and you close it. Everything's about being relaxed and cool and centered. And you're going to make lots of small bets. You're going to keep jabbing. You keep jabbing and try to feel out the opponent. And you're going to hold that right hook back until you're really ready. And the same thing is true in startups. They're making small bets here, small bets there. If a, you know we have a situation around a funding, an employee issue, whatever, a product issue, We'll get through it. You know, we've been through it before. If you get hit with a punch, it's okay. Just roll with it, absorb it, take it, and you'll be better off for it rather than fighting it. 
it's the same sort of thing. It's just that mentality, that very sort of Zen Buddhist uh, warrior poet kind of mentality that you have to have as a startup entrepreneur to be able to make it. Yeah, it's a great analogy. And I just saw a tweet from, from in fact, Ty, who put it out there that said, you know, everybody's got a, from Mike Tyson, that said everybody's got a plan <laughs> when they get in the ring until they get punched in the face, right? And I think that, you know, you have to adjust and it's a, it's a Mike Tyson quote. It's a great, great, great quote. It's, well, you know what? I actually have that. It's, uh, it's in my book. So I wrote a book about private coaching and stories of celebrity athletes who have, through the help of their private coach, reach the next level and that's available on our site and it's only a dollar right now. One dollar, I saw that. One dollar on Amazon. Uh, but Mike Tyson uh, and his coach, Cuss, uh, is one of the chapters in the book along with other athletes. Well, I'm going to talk about that book and uh, we've, we've taken a, a wide detour here. I'm going to try to do, <laughs> do my best. to. Bring, it's fascinating because, you know, the evolution of an athlete, I think, is the same thing as an evolution as a founder and a CEO is that there are things that you do and you do not know. And the more you do know, the better you mm. are as, at both. And uh, so I, I think we've, we've centered on that. Um, mm. I, do you pay your coaches? How do you pay your coaches? How do you pay yourself? Uh, myself? Uh, yeah, myself and my coaches. I just write checks. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm an employee at CoachUp. Yeah. Uh, and how do you guys make you know, money not... though? So, like, you you charge you charge um, obviously the athlete to be coached, and then it's a rev share with the coaches. Yeah, that's right. So we t we take a so we partner with the coach. Okay. So we take a piece of every training session that happens. Uh, that that happens that's occurring through our site, and so we're basically saying to the coach, look. You don't have to create a website. You don't have to pay for your own insurance. You don't have to pay for marketing. We do everything for you. When we send you a client, you do have some responsibility as part of this partnership. You need to be responsive. You need to list your availability. You need to maintain that availability. You need to deliver great service. If you have a bad retention rate or poor reviews, you don't fulfill your end of the promise, yeah, we're taking you off the site. Because there are other coaches. Our promise to our athletes is that we're going to help them, remember, reach the next level. And we want to partner with you to do that. Uh, we want to help you reach the next level as a coach. Um, but we take that very, very seriously. So yeah, we, 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 we're transactional. And that's our current revenue stream. There are a million other potential revenue streams. We have athletes with money. We have coaches with influence. We have data. We have a lot of content. Uh, you can imagine all sorts of different ways that we can monetize this core offering that we have in other ways. But we're really focused on what we think is the secret of the pros, the secret to reaching the next level, that private coaching session. How do we make that really affordable, accessible, dead simple and easy for both sides? Right. That, the, the ability to focus on a single revenue model like that when, the, when there are so many other options, right? So you could do so many different things. I really appreciate that that must be difficult for you. Has mm. it been to, to say like, okay, no, 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 let's make this one work first before we go into the next thing. Has that been tough? Yeah, you know, it has. And, you, and as a business, uh, you, you always sort of, you know, you, you look to see, you know, what's the water that's kind of running downhill, right? What's the easiest thing? What's, where's the biggest pain? And let's just solve that. And yeah. it's interesting. You know, there is one uh, tangent that I did think was worth exploring. And I threw a lot of jabs because while we're really building a stay, I'm constantly trying to see what's around the corner. And the one that I say is really interesting to me is, you know, a lot of our messages to our coaches this is just as an example. We're from athletic directors. It turns out it's really hard for athletic directors to hire like a JV softball coach hmm. or a freshman boys basketball coach. Where do you go? How do you know they're good? Are they vetted? What are their reviews? 
And there's no, it's not true in tutoring. There's like a million applications for every one history job. It's like the most competitive thing in the world. Uh, but for high school coaching jobs, as well as college assistant coaching jobs and some head coaching jobs, it's very hard. Hmm. Um, and so we've, and it turns out our coaches are interested in seeing those jobs as well. So that's a, just a beautiful example where it's a win-win. You know, we're, we're helping athletes train by helping schools hire great coaches. We're helping athletic directors, we're helping our coaches. So that's an example of, I think, you know, in the future, I'm sure we'll add another uh, revenue stream or two, another offering to the business, but really focused on the private coaching. But I, you know, at least it's it's a corollary. I mean, at least it's part. It's an evolution of the same service that you've got, and instead of going something a complete departure like selling basketballs, right? You know yeah, what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. Like you know, uh, Rob, you go to. Do they have Chipotle in Canada? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you go to Chipotle and they have like eight or ten different ingredients, but they can make a million different things. I mean, they <laughs> yeah. have these burritos, and we have athletes and coaches and passion. And I'm sure we can spin out burritos and quesadillas and salad bowls and other. Yeah, right. Spin them up into a bowl and something's going to come out, right? But first, you got to get really good at that burrito. That's your core offering. So I think, I mean, it's just, I get a lot of people ask me the same thing about so monetization of untethered.tv. And I think, you know what? Uh, there's basis, right? There's steps. So the first step is solid foundation for revenue. Then, then the world becomes a little bit rosier and you have other alternatives and options to be able to go and find new revenue streams. But if you skip That's that right. first one, you're always on thin ice. You're always sliding backwards, right? So I'm with you on that. That's right. So you take points, yep. you take points on the partners that are your coaches, right? So you, on any referral that comes through, any training thing that happens with that coach through your service is a fee to you, a fee to them. That's we handle all the payment processing. Yeah. So you pay through the site, we hold all the money. After every session, the coach has to market complete. They have to leave feedback for the athlete. The athletes then oh, prompted to review for the coach, very much like Uber. We then know session happened, athlete happy, relinquish payment. We take our transaction fee. We provide insurance if and only if the session happens through us. The coach gets points. Every they move up our leaderboard. They get more clients. Everything is rosy. Uh, if the coach doesn't do a good job, you wow. know, yeah, you're not fulfilling your end of the deal. So uh, we'll we'll work with another coach. They end up in Albuquerque. <laughs> Single right. A ball. Um, right. I, I, I love that. I love the fact that you've, you've built all of those. And I don't think we need to go into detail about how you've just described it, that process by which the, the, uh, right. the athlete gets measured and by which the coach gets measured. You have the leaderboards, you have points, you have all of those bonuses. I love the fact that you collect payments. I love the fact that you ensure, uh, you ensure them as well. Uh, so for, for me, this is a, um, a, a great business model. How, how many, how many athletes and how many coaches is it going to take for you guys to hit the numbers that you want to hit when it comes to revenue? Do you just scale infinitely uh, or do you cap it? Do you add some kind of scarcity in it for, for coaches? You, you know, I'm very interested in that, that, that threshold for which you think, okay, boom, onto the next business model. Oh, it's great. It's a great question. It's something that we're trying to figure out. I mean, we don't have all the answers. Right now, we're only in the U.S. and we think that's big enough to really, sure. you know, yeah, I think so too. Uh, on that, but I'm sure at some point we'll go beyond yeah. uh, the United States. So there's definitely expansion there. Uh, we're in like 30 different sports. We used to be in more, by the way. We started off, I said, I don't know anything about cricket and squash and fly fishing. And, you know, if someone wants to coach someone in something, let's, let's see what they have to say. And based on a lot of those conversations, we said, you know, 80 to 20% to the extreme, we're going to cut back to focus more. And we probably could cut back even more. But we want to make sure if you're looking for a coach, you want to reach the next level, you want to train, either for yourself or your kid, we have coaches in the area. They're really good. They're highly rated. You have ample selection. 
and we deliver on our promise to you. And so we're really just driving to do that and to do that for all the big cities in the United States. So, you know, the exact number of coaches in a market, in a city, um, we're really doing a lot of testing there. Like, how much does a 10-mile, you know, difference in zip codes matter or versus a 15-mile? Does it depend? Some sports, because there's so many positions, you need to have way more coaches uh, than in others because a, a wide receiver coach is very different from a linebacker coach or something like that. Um, so so it's, it's, a good, it's a long-winded way of saying we're trying to figure it out. Out. I don't have all the answers. But, uh, but you're right. Scarcity matters uh, because it's in person. Uh, we need to have a lot of coaches and we need to have them in the right places. And we need to make sure they're engaged. And it's a lot of work and a lot of data. And, uh, you don't have enough people. Figuring- 24 a 24-person team, that, that's, that's, that is a lot of work because as you scale, like in a city, like what's the most popular sport? You, uh, currently basketball. basketball. Basketball is the most popular sport. So, you know, and it's universal. And I would say that soccer would probably be up there as well because it's a universal right. sport, right? So when you think about, when you think about um, the concentration, you know, there are, in my city, it's a million people in Ottawa, there are no fewer than 500 uh, soccer pitches, right? It's just, it's, I mean, it's, it's just, everywhere and, and i think about all of the coaching that must happen in there and the, the the ability to find a coach um the ability to use your service is only limited by the number of coaches right so if i can't find a coach i'm going elsewhere right so that's that is the challenge that i think you know all of a sudden you've got to you've got to address but i think that that happens with as you scale this out because I'm, I'm so interested in how you've you've been able to attract those people um, and do you, do you get worried about that where you're just going to grow too quickly and there won't be enough coaches and people will go away disappointed? Well, yeah, you know, and it, it happened early on, you know, when we would, yeah. we would, and, and what we got good at doing or better at doing, we're still not as good as I want us to be, but you know, we'll, if you look for a, I don't know, um, lacrosse coach in Houston and we have only six and you want more than that, or we don't quite have one in your area, we're getting better at saying, okay, we, we need more lacrosse coaches in Houston and here are the three or four ways that we go about recruiting and vetting those coaches and so or you know we we actually capture that information are gonna try to really get really good at recruiting and fulfilling the demand in real time so um, and that's that's a tough problem to solve but the core of it is you know there's 30 to 40 million kids who play competitive sports there's millions more of adults they all need private coaching and personal training. They, they, they need it. If you play your sport, like this is the best thing. It works. Like our reviews are insane. It's like five out of five star average. It's literally, maybe it's 4.97 or something, but I, I never see less than five star. And our NPS or net promoter score, for those of you guys who know it, is it rivals Apple as the best in, in the world. It's we're like a high 80%. So the service, when you actually are able, we're able to connect you with a coach and you have a session, like people can't believe. They love it. They can't believe it. Yeah. It feels like Uber. It's it's effortless. The coach is great. The coach becomes like a family member. They learn so much. It doesn't cost that much. And uh, but no one, you know, really knows about it. And that's our next challenge. Really, how do we drive consumer awareness that this is now available and accessible and online and on your smartphone and it never was before? Well, you said to me before we began that mobile uh, mobile was a you invested in mobile from the start. It was always a you had a, a very robust and aggressive mobile strategy from early on. This uh, talk about this and you obviously have a, an iOS and an Android app. Um, what was the what is your mobile strategy? What how, how does mobile play into what you are doing with Coach Up? 
So the core of it, I sort of viewed in sort of hierarchy of needs, right? So the core of it is, uh, well, first of all, I should mention about 40% of our users are on mobile, right? They come to the site of our traffic. And that's growing, that's and we huge. think that'll be over 50% yeah. eventually. Um, and it's both sides. Uh, coaches are mobile. And when they're not doing private coaching on CoachUp, they are coaching their team, they're coaching their club, they're traveling around to tournaments, they're, they're mobile. Um, yep. and. Soccer moms and Little League dads are very, <laughs> very mobile as well. And kids now all have a smartphone. So uh, our, our users on both sides are, are mobile. Um, and so we couldn't not be there. Uh, so that's from the sort of highest sort of theoretical level. But then just the nature of trying to manage your business where you're on the field, in the court, in the gym, it's very unlike tutors. You know, if you're a tutor, you're probably in your house or in a library and you can probably do it all from your desktop. Right, right, right. Uh, that's just not the case for coaches and trainers. So that was the second sort of core premise um, behind behind the system, and that it would be even more beneficial and necessary for the coaches to because they're managing multiple clients, whereas the client only has to manage one coach, typically, or maybe two. Uh, so then, you know, beyond that, it, it, it was well, the the core interactions are you know payments, payment processing, and we not only process the payments, we do ACH the coach's bank account, and they're going to want to know how much money did I make? I marked the session complete. When's the money in my bank account? How many more sessions do I have left to do? So, re, uh, you know, reoccurring billing and how do we do handle that? Calendar integration. I'm a busy coach. The parents are busy. We do calendar integration. Session reminders. So that you know that was very important because oftentimes I have can- clients who cancel on me last second. Um, or would forget they had a session because the session's at six in the morning and junior didn't, <laughs> junior didn't wake up or the dad went out the night before, whatever it might be. So, but I'm there and I paid for the court and I'm ready to go and I've had three cups of coffee. And uh, so, it was, you know, you, you can't have that. Um, and so, those are like the basic core things. And we've done that on both the iPhone and the Android. And I say have some room to go, but I feel very good that we tackled those things first. And as well as making the site fully responsive, we're almost almost entirely fully responsive uh, for mobile viewing. And the next layer of things, which I'm trying to get to, and we will get to over the next year, is okay. You've got this smartphone. You're in your training session. You got the calendar. You got the scheduling. You got the payments. You got your. You can edit your profile. That's all figured out. How do you use the camera on your phone and the video recording technology on your phone to actually enhance the experience? So if Junior is swinging a baseball bat or shooting a free throw, can I take a photo of Junior so I can send it to Junior in my feedback after the session? Can I take a video that I can share with Junior or his parents or his coach who's also attached to the account to show the progress and show the instruction? Can I create a downloadable PDF, uh, you know, downloadable materials that Junior can take with him in between training sessions to train, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera? And can I, by the way, share this on social? Because as a coach, again, I'm passionate about what I'm doing. Uh, very different from maybe being a, a, a cleaning service uh, or a taxi driver. Coaches love what they're doing. They, they just want to talk about it. They want to scream it from the top of their lungs that they are a coach and they're helping athletes. And athletes, there's nothing that, that, that kids are more passionate about or that parents talk about more than their kids' sports activities. So how do we tie in social? So we've taken that video. We've shared it. How do we get that on social? How do we blast that out? How do we make a community sort of resource training center available from all these, these this footage that we're capturing and use that as a marketing channel to drive awareness of the brand. So, um, And to replicate that times hundreds and thousands of sessions that are happening every single day and it becomes pretty pretty cool, pretty interesting and pretty valuable to both sides. 
Gotta love it. Like it, it becomes so the mobile, the application that you've got becomes the hub for all of this, the activity center for everything. So it's the demarcation point. It's also the termination point. It's the distribution point. It's the payment point. It's the got to right. know what I got to do point. Um, and then it becomes the central knowledge base for other coaches, I'm going to assume, to be able to leverage the other knowledge that is in all the other coaches, right? So techniques in baseball and football and golf and basketball and hockey that apply to leadership and apply to conditioning can be cross-pollinated across all sports and all coaches. That's right. You got it. Unbelievable. I Isn't love it. it cool? Yeah, it's very <laughs> cool. You know, and I think about that. And then from, from the user side, from, from the parent uh, or the athlete side, I use this application to go and find myself a uh, local yeah. coach, right? That's what, that's what, from yeah, that side as well? Right. That's right. You use it to find coach, uh, message the coaches, book the coaches, track the payments, track the sessions, see the feedback, um, talk to us if you have any issues or need any support. We have a great customer support team. And then again, beyond that, that's the first level of needs. We're trying to move beyond that to all right, you're training in soccer. Well, here are all the soccer videos, and here's answers from the coach of soccer community, and you can, you know, enter and engage with us through your, through your phone that way. And by the way, Dad, your son plays soccer, and your daughter plays field hockey, and your son also plays football, and your wife was looking for a yoga instructor, and for you, how about a golf coach? And <laughs> you know, uh, and they're all available on that phone, and we'll we'll make it easy for you to to try it out. So, uh, yeah, can we? I mean, I really view the smartphone as like it's the remote control for your life. And you're gonna have all these different channels that are specific to that. Like you have like you know your history channel, and you have your TV, you know your sports channel. Uh, well, we want to be your coaching training channel um, that you manage your life. And for a coach, we want to be the channel that you manage your entire coaching life, um, and eventually probably beyond private coaching. Oh, I was gonna say that it seems like the next evolution for this is that you've got the top tier, which is private coaching. And then you've got the secondary tier, which is canned coaching, right? So it's a program that has been put together by your coaches or by you guys that incorporates a bunch of material into a, you know, here's baseball 101, right? Here's hitting. I've seen some of your YouTube videos about hitting and pitching. And so I start to think about that where, where you can, you know, instead of finding a million coaches, you can... It, that's a that's a premier tier service, and then you reduce that price and you offer it for a smaller tier. But it's the same coaching, but just not live. Something like that. Right. 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 There's, there's yeah, so many, and it's a yeah. great point, Rob. So so many opportunities for content and training tips and training videos and a library of information on your phone. You only get if you're a member, and yep. da, 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 on and on and on. Gets me excited. Uh, there's money there. I know yeah, there is. Yeah. Gets me excited, and I talk about it a lot of times. People like, wait a minute, we're we're still trying to solve. You know, like we only have four coaches and we want to get six in this area. And, and like that. <laughs> brings so, you back yeah. down to the basics. That, that's, that's good. I, I'm not the guy to do that. I'm gonna guy. I like get excited <laughs> about ideas. Implementation. Right. That's your problem, right. man. Right. Yeah. Well, right. Right. you know, one of the things that I'm I'm fascinated with is obviously around around the marketing list, and I want to talk about that in a second. Um, but I also want to understand, you know, how you think the this evolution of wearable technology is going to have an impact on your business because you know everybody's got a you know whatever a wearable device of some port at some point like a misfit or a uh, a fitbit or a sh whatever it might be it could be an apple watch at some point uh, you know a lot of a lot of big companies are now focusing on on the health industry and the activity industry what do you think that that does and do you see an opportunity for you guys at coach up to build something hardware's cool again <laughs> Hardware is cool again. No, it's it's a great question. Okay, coming back to the hierarchy of, of of kind of needs for athletes and our coaches, I think it's super exciting. I think it's interesting. I think at some point, 
I'm sure it'll be woven into the equation where yep. you know your coach can see uh, your sort of fitness metrics or results and track it and give you feedback and it's all tied together through a shared API and you know not over the next month or two probably for us <laughs> uh, but you know as more and more people are wearing these devices and that data is is open accessible we're going to definitely want to tie into that and be very open about how we do it. Um, and I think that could be a source not only of added value for our athletes and coaches, but also a source of, source of discovery. Um, wow, man, my, my training times are really not so good. Let me cl click over here and get a coach to help me improve, you know, whatever it might be. So, I, I, yes, um, theoretically fun to think about. I think at some point we'll get there, but not on the very short term uh, uh, horizon for us. Yeah, you know, I interviewed a company, a local company here in Ottawa that was building a uh, wearable device that went around their, your quad and it was for cyclists, right? So, um, and the only thing that it measured was the up pressure, right? So, you, you know, cyclists can train all they want, but in order to train as a, as a cyclist, you, you have to master down when you push down on a pedal and, and when you pull up on a pedal. So, um, you know, they went through a, a very long process to build this. Basically, it's like a tensor bandage. It goes around the quad to measure the output, the muscle output, when you actually are pulling up on a pedal, right? So when you're strapped in and to maximize that. And, and so, you know, when, when you incorporate this, this entire coaching and training aspect of it, to be able to not only get the the coaching side done, but then also to get the technique side done, I think is fascinating. And that's why I think of when I when I think of wearables, not watches, but fabric. And I think about that company that really does generate tremendous value for the athlete if they're looking to shave off milliseconds from their times, right? Uh, right. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not at that level. Not, 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 not yeah. <laughs> no, no, you're you're spot on. I, I would love to do it. I think at some point we will. Um, it's just a question of when. When? Yeah. Okay. Sequence. We're talking about a sequence here. So talk about marketing. You you um you, you obviously have uh, marquee names. Over the last couple of years, you've been able to bring in some marquee names. Not only investors, you got Dharmesh Shah, who uh, whose company just pretty much recently went public. At, uh, with he's the uh, founder of uh, HubSpot, and you've got some great investors. You've got some great athletes. Um, what's it been like? How have you been able to market this? You're marketing not only the coach up service, but you're also marketing the apps. You know, this has got to be a challenge with 24 people, uh, you know, and, and you're trying to build a business at the same time. You know, it is, it is, but it's also, you know, it's kind of like a cavalry or a special forces team. You, sure. you have this underdog mentality of us against the world. And, I love it. Uh, you know, and it's, it's sometimes it's easier to fight that way, yep. you know, because you feel like your back's against the wall and your resource constrained and you have to make tough decisions and it's so it's both a challenge and an opportunity and on the flip side you can move faster uh, you can move much faster than a larger company and so that's helpful and if you kind of you know roll with that and roll with your strengths of being small you can get a lot done and for us a big part of it is just tying everything back to the mission so from the brand to the technology why do we have mobile apps why are we using Ruby on Rails uh, you mm -hmm. know so the, the, the people and the investments, heavy on product, heavy on engineering, heavy on design. Uh, we're heavy on PR because uh, we have a very PR-friendly business. I mean, it's the kid who wants to train. It's the coach who cares. It is. It's, it's the, the great story. It's the guy who sucked but became the hey. you know top scorer of his yeah. team, right? Uh, I mean, so many stories. And yeah. we don't capture enough of them. We need to capture more. About I was just talking to a parent the other day in California. I was asking him sort of feedback on a product issue we're having. And he said, you know what? I had a coaching session for my son. He coaches his son's like, I think it's a sixth grade traveling team. 
And he said, yeah, I got a private training session, and we hadn't won a game all year. We were 0-4. And after that coaching session, uh, we won our next game, and not only did it impact my son, had like so many shots on goal, but he also he was sharing what he learned with the other kids on the team and they all started sort of clustering together. They all sort of spread out and they got all these more like, you know, opportunities and shots on goal and they won the game to nothing. I was like, what a story, you know, what a story. And that's happening every single day. And so how do we capture those stories? So anyway, um, big on brand, big on mission, big on storytelling. Uh, you want to be consistent with the branding, the messaging, the strategy. Uh, we're working with celebrity athletes uh, who believe in what we're doing, and we found ways to make that work without, um, you, know, you know, as a small company, breaking uh, the bank. Do, do that? Well, <laughs> yeah. We're not Pepsi. They actually believe in what we're doing, so there's ways of of working with them without it uh, being cost prohibitive. And you know, at the, the book that we wrote, um, the PR that we're doing, um, I'm big believer. I mean, down to the my, most minute level of, you know, I want people walking around the office wearing a coach up shirt because they're going to go out for coffee, and someone's going to see them, and that's an impression. Yes. And you have to think that way and constantly be selling and pushing the brand and amplifying through. Even if your team's small, if 20 people really believe something and have tools and leverage through the internet and. Um, through all the different channels that are available from SEM, SEO, social, PR, et cetera, to amplify that belief and you magnetize that across all the coaches and athletes that you touch and you give them opportunities to share and refer. Your small voice, the original voice of one that believed in private coaching and believed in this, this opportunity is amplified uh, you know, hundreds, millions of folds. So um, that's what we're trying to do. And um, The proof yeah, is just, in the pudding, right? Just keep going. Yeah, keep grinding. Well, I, I, you know, and I just want to draw attention to the fact that uh, you have won an award. Like this is, you just didn't put this app together and 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 kind of in, in a, uh, you know, the typical minimum viable product way where it's just it's just good enough to get out there and we'll we'll iterate as we go. But you guys won an award for the best one of the best UI apps in in 2014. Quickly, tell me about that. Like that that's got to be, that's not your yeah. business, but you win these <laughs> awards, right? Well, it is well, it is our business, and we're like our business is is like, to help athletes reach the next level in sports and life. How are we doing that? Well, we're making it super easy to demonstrate that you're a great coach and manage your business, and for athletes to find you, work with you, and not just connect, but manage the ongoing training and get the most out of that training. And the way you do that is through your smartphone. So it has to be awesome. Um, it has to be the best thing that's out there for that purpose. And so, uh, you know, it's cool. Yeah, I think we're the, the number one, the best uh, user interface for mobile apps for 2014. And that's awesome. We're really proud of that. And there's a lot of, like, if you ask me, there's like a million things that are wrong still with the mobile <laughs> of apps. Of course. <laughs> improve that I'm like, uh pulling my hair out whenever I look at it. Like, that, that bug's not fixed yet. Um, but it is, it is really good and it's a good experience and certainly much better than anything that existed before anything else that that exists out there for that purpose and it's a tiny team and we have one ios engineer we have one android developer and we have a designer who works on the mobile apps and on the website itself so um, and these guys are very very good what about what about the book tell me about the book was the book um, a marketing ploy was it something that you had to get out of you you know, like the struggling writer, like this, like the athlete, and you as well. Like, is this to satisfy ego? Was this a marketing ploy? You know, and then what was the impact of having a book? That's a great question. Uh, not the first who's asked me about it. Like, what you wrote a book while you're building a company? Like, yeah. yeah. Why um, would you do that, man? Like, there's torture, which is building a company in a good way, and then there's torture, which is writing a book. You know, yeah, it's not easy. I, uh, 
Yeah, I haven't slept much over the last year. Uh, but so, well, I have an unfair advantage. Uh, one, I don't my, sleep. That's yeah, well, I don't. That's one <laughs> uh, for sure. That's a given. Uh, two, uh, my mother is an incredibly talented writer, and has spent her career as a writer and writing for Boston Consulting Group and other uh, other other people. And she wanted to help me write this book because she saw the impact on my life. She cared about it. Um, and it was a fun thing that we could sort of do together. That's so, great. Though I did a lot of the writing and certainly a lot of the, all the thinking and a lot of the editing and everything, um, she helped me tremendously. So, uh, um, thank you, mom. Yes. And, but it became really fun bonding opportunities. We, I, we would get together every other weekend for a year and spend a couple hours on the book. And it was a fun thing that we could do together. And so first, so the opportunity cost wasn't painful. It was me hanging out with my mom. Uh, uh so that's one, two, I just, you know, it goes with the brand that like, so people don't know about the benefits of private coaching. And you hear a lot of different things like, well, my kid's too young or my kid's too old or my kid's too good or I'm not that kind of parent. I don't want to push my kids too much. And I wanted to combat any sort of confusion over what this is and what the intent is and how we're helping athletes not only improve their game but also their confidence and spills over to whatever they do in their life. And what better way to tell that than through recognizable names and recognizable stories? So. People don't know that like Tom Brady had a private coach who recently passed away from cancer who totally changed his life. And it was more than just a coach. He was a mentor. He was a friend. He was uh, someone who was very close to Tom. Dirk Nowitzki was discovered by a private coach at a young age in Germany. And that coach is still with Dirk today and is still correcting his form. And they're still working out together in the offseason. I mentioned the Mike Tyson example and, and, and on and on. Uh, Michael Phelps, very famous story with Bob Bowman in swimming. And so we sort of, I wanted to tell those stories. I wanted to give an opportunity to really share the mission with people who, you know, if you talk to great athletes about, you know, who are they working out with, they all have somebody there. Yeah, I'm working out with this person and we train hard and it's great and I do it every off season and I do it even throughout the season here and there um, for tune-ups. Whenever I feel my game slipping, I'm going back to, right? Um, and, you know, that same coach is on coach-up. You can book and work out with the same coach who coaches Dwayne Wade, and, and you can get him on CoachUp, and it's like fifty or sixty dollars an hour. It's crazy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, no, it's are rubbish. you kidding me? Are you serious? It's you know, pretty intimidating. Okay, sneakers are one hundred and fifty, two hundred dollars, <laughs> whatever they are now. You're gonna go to sleepaway camp for a thousand dollars. We're gonna watch movies and eat pizza, or for you know like two hundred dollars, you can have four private coaching sessions with someone who works trains pro athletes, and you're gonna learn more in those sessions. Yeah. And yeah. people don't believe when they try, but people don't know it. So I wanted to tell those stories and be able to have that message and communicate that when I'm constantly talking to press, when I'm talking to potential employees, when I'm talking um, to the market. So uh, the book was helpful for that purpose. No kidding. Uh, good marketing material. And, and uh, those stories are amazing. And, and we, um, we're a hockey nation up here in Canada. And, and I'm in Ottawa. We have the Ottawa Senators, which is an NHL franchise. Yeah. And they... Uh, during the off season, I know a, uh, a trainer and a coach. His name is Tony Greco. He's up here and he, he trains and coaches somewhere in the realm of 25 or 30 NHL players uh, every season, every off season, because what he does is very unique in the marketplace that actually enables him to attract these guys because you see the performance improvements during the season, right? And uh, there was a time when, when professional uh, athletes didn't have to train in the off season, right? They come into roll into you know spring training or NHL camp 
fat and have to get in shape over those th three or four weeks during. But now they all come in. It's so competitive. And it's the same thing that you have to do in any league. You have to maintain yourself, especially as you get older. So, uh, you know, anyway, we can go on forever. I, I need to ask you about, uh, last question I'm going to ask you about here is around Techstars. Is, is, uh, you had an experience in Techstars, a unique company inside of Techstars, I would say. 2012, you graduated. Tell me what the experience it was to, to, uh, to be a part of, of that cohort and uh, Techstars in general. It was great. I, you know, I, it, it, there's a saying in sports: it takes a village to raise an athlete. I think it takes the same to raise a startup, especially for a first-time entrepreneur, where you don't kind of just walk in and demand millions of dollars because <laughs> you have an idea. You're not even going to tell anybody what the idea is because, uh, hopefully, my next one maybe that will be the story. But, um, oh, Katie and Reed and the people running TechStars, the people who are involved, the mentors. I am now proud to say I'm a mentor at TechStars. So I'm giving back however I can. Um, I also, with a buddy, we were so moved by kind of sharing the experience of all these other entrepreneurs who are going through Techstars and trying to get a company off the ground at the same time that we were. We raised a seed fund. I've done this for the last two years. Um, and it's a small seed fund. It's called Bridge Boys. And we've invested in 27 startups. What? Over, yeah. Jordan, over the last come on, man. I'm not making this up. I'm not making this I literally don't see Author, it. pro athlete, entrepreneur. <laughs> what, what? Now, like a oh, seed stage? Oh, it's just passion. And it's, it's, it's hard work. And it's belief that if you, again, going back to private coaching, if you work hard, you'll 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 improve you'll get so there. can i hire and, you to coach me i need you to coach. not not, not yeah, about man, sports man it. like that's exactly yeah, you know, <laughs> my god i sit in my but anyway i bring it up because a lot of them so it started because the companies that were in tech stars we were going through it i like fell in love with these you know these uh, entrepreneurs my peers and we decided if we could just put ten twenty thousand dollars and that's what we do we do checks between ten and twenty five thousand dollars it's not about the money it's it's that we like you and we want to build a relationship with you and we want to help if we can um and so we invest in like three of the other companies and um and have continued to do that over the past two years and trying to help them get off the ground for that first couple hundred thousand dollar raise which is the hardest thing in the world and we've created this genuine like peer-to-peer -peer community and like uh, of entrepreneurs who have and by the way all 27 companies are still in business They've all raised more money at higher valuations, and uh, that feels good. So so far so good. But um, just you know, so TechStars community has been uh, incredible for me. It's 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 good to know that when you're going through this, it's a very isolating experience in some ways. You feel like you can't talk to a lot of people about particular things, but to have that peer network is extremely helpful. Jordan, God, I'm so glad we didn't stop after 12 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it just got better and better and better. And I could go down <laughs> like 50 more questions, but I'm going to have you back on as a follow-up to see how things are going with what, what you're doing at Coach Up. And I am very interested if you have any of those 27 companies that you have invested in the seed stage that are in the mobile space that fit this, I would love to have them on here. I would love to support you and the companies that you're supporting, man. I'm so impressed with what you're doing. Awesome. I'll definitely, I'll let them know. I'll shoot them an email. Please do. Okay. Where, where do we send people? Just to coachup.com? Yep, coachup.com. Okay, That's and uh, your app is available on iOS and Android, so go to the App Store or Google Play to download those applications and uh, and start. I, it's only available in the United States. I'm sorry if the Canadian viewers up here, but most of you guys who are watching this are in the States. Um, but if you are in the States and if you use this, I would love to hear from you about this. Rob at Untethered.tv. I'm sure that Jordan would love to hear as well. You must get a lot of feedback. Uh, but uh, reach out to me and, and uh, I'll have you on and we'll see the impact that a mobile coaching program has had on your life. Like it's like, look at Jordan, you're a poster child. I just sit in front of my screen all day. You have done some amazing things, man. 
God. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you. Well, appreciate it. And thanks to Ty Danko. Yes. Great investor for, for us for making this connection. Rob, it's been a pleasure. Really, thank you very much. We've been speaking with Jordan Flegel, who is the uh, founder and the CEO of a company called CoachUp. Go to CoachUp.com. CoachUp.com. I'm humbled. I am so appreciative that you took the time here to be able to uh, spend some uh, quality time on Untether.tv. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you guys for sticking around wherever you are, whatever you are doing. I'm hoping that you're exercising. If you're listening to this, I'm hoping that you have the urge to exercise. And if you're in the States, go to coachup.com. We'll see you next time on untether.tv. Thanks, Jordan. Thanks so much, Rob.